This is The Faithful Expositor, a podcast from the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Jonathan Sims of Shepherdville Mills Baptist Church. Welcome to a, another edition of The Faithful Expositor. This is uh, Pastor Ryan Tillman, Associate Pastor here at Shelbyville Mills Baptist Church. Brother Joe Carpenter, uh, our normal host, is, is out. He's uh, enjoying just another day with his boys as they travel back uh, from a busy weekend. And uh, we wanted to take this podcast and do uh, something a little bit different um, with the potential that we might have some new listeners uh, tuning in for the first time. Uh, we just kind of wanted to look at some of the basics of why we started um, to do this po- podcast. And so I'm in here with our, our pastor, Brother Jonathan Sims. And Brother Jono, what, what do we purpose to do with the Faithful Expositor podcast? Well, just picking up on what you said, we just completed uh, the True Church Conference 2023 at Grace Life Church of Muscle Shoals, and Brother Jeff Noblet, the senior pastor there, had asked me uh, to have a promotional table or banner or something letting people know about this podcast. He said our church planters, our pastors, our missionaries need to be tuning in. So we did that. We put up a big banner in the bookstore this year that had a QR code on it. Kelsey, my secretary, uh, came up with that. And so we're thinking that perhaps some new people are tuning in today or going back and listening to some of our old podcasts. And we wanted to just give a short introduction today of why we do this. Mm. And this was all new to me you know i'm an old fogey and you and joe (laughs) and joshua came to me and said pastor would you consider doing a podcast and i said sure i do think that podcasts are probably something that are overdone you know anybody and there's lots of them (laughs) everybody and his brother has one you know and and um so there's a lot of chatter out there and there's a lot of noise I guess I would just humbly say, brother, that I think the thing that perhaps is different about ours is it's purely local church, um, comes from the heart of a pastor. I've been in the ministry for only a local church pastor for 35 plus years and here for 23. And my only goal, brother Ryan, my only hope is to maybe share some of the things that I have experienced, that I have been through on the journey you never arrive on the journey to be a biblically healthy church and that's something that's always happening you're always reforming you're Mm -hmm. always striving to be more biblical it'll never end till we meet jesus but maybe some of the things we've been through might help a brother that's at year one or year five or maybe even year 10 or beyond to not make some of the mistakes I made early on, to not have to reinvent the wheel, so to speak, in ministry. So when you look through the topics, if you go back through the history of this podcast, if you go back and listen to them, they're going to be very block and tackle, hopefully very practical, very much how-to, how we did this, how we did that, what we've done here at Shelbyville Mills, so that I hope that lay people as well as pastors could listen in and say, man, that helped. Mm-hmm. That, that helped me get a grasp on 
how to do church discipline, um, how to do exposition, how you outline a text, uh, um, how, how do you do a wedding, mm. how do you do a funeral. I had, I had two brothers come up to me at the True Church Conference this past week, and one of them said, Brother, I preached my first funeral last week, and your podcast on how to do a funeral saved me. He said it kept me from making some bad mistakes. Amen. He said, Brother, I got up there and preached the gospel. He said, I understand that my mission, yes, there was an element of comforting the family. He said, but God sent me there to preach the gospel. He said, I wouldn't have known that. You know, you helped me. And that's our heart, mm-hmm. brother. That's our goal is we want this podcast to be practical and helpful. Yep. And I can speak from experience being a millennial uh, growing up with podcasts, and I love podcasts. I, I listen to them very often. Um but we didn't need another theological podcast. And though we talk about theology and yep. we discuss theology, um, but kind of like Brother Jeff said at the True Church Conference, we're, we're about shoe leather theology, right? the rubber meeting the road. And if you've listened to the podcast at all, you know that. And if you're a first-time listener and you'll begin to listen, that's what you're going to see. Well, I think this is part of the problem, brother. Theology is discussed in a sterile form. Mm-hmm as if merely getting theology right for right's sake is the end all be all and it's not all theology is local church theology the way god is glorified is through his church mm-hmm. he gave the word of god so that the church might be doing as he says all things decently and in order that the church might be structured properly that it might function properly that it might operate properly who are its leaders who are qualified to be leaders what do they do when they become leaders what's the function of their office Mm -hmm. all of these things are the outgrowth of proper theology not just who can one up the other in the purest form of you know soteriology or whatever so what we're trying to do is take theology and bring it down to the level of the local church where where people you know are being instructed and disciples are being made that's that's our heartbeat mm-hmm. amen and we just are coming off a weekend uh, this is a very important time of year for us right as a church um and for the church partners that right. we have and we're coming off a weekend uh, where we were at the True Church Conference. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but that's the center of the True Church Conference is the local church. And so, Pastor, can you tell us a little about a little bit about the True Church Conference, what it is and why well, we have it? It's kind of overwhelming, to be honest with you, brother, especially having just come through what I believe is the best one we've ever had. But, you know, in the early days, you know, we, we, had, a, we had a True Church Conference. That was the name from the very beginning. And I think a lot of people, oh, wow, here's another conference. Mm -hmm. And look, these guys are reformed. And oh, these guys are, you know, they're teaching about uh, church discipline and the the quagmire of hyper-Calvinism. And they're having a conference on repentance. And so I think we drew a lot of lookers and seekers and sniffers, you know, people coming around to see what we were about. And that's not really what the conference is. Now we, I think we better understand who we are. This, This conference is a homecoming Mm -hmm. of missionaries and pastors and church planters literally all over North America, all over the world, who are striving to do one thing, brother, and that is plant biblically healthy churches. That's it. We don't care about the number of people that come. We don't market this like, oh, this is the great big bang pop conference, you know. This is a conference with a laser focus. 
and that is to uh, model in front of our missionaries and pastors what a biblically healthy church is, i.e. a true church, and how it functions and how it operates. It's a time of encouragement. Mm. It's a time of worship. Yes, it's a time of developing robust theology for the local church, but it's also fellowship and encouragement and just loving on each other. And, you know, Jason Johns was one of the speakers, and I believe his session was a high point, brother. It was so practical, and his title was What I've Learned About Revitalizing a Church to Biblical Health So Far. And he shared the battles they've been through and the scars that he has and the blood that has been let from him and and the mistakes they made and the triumphs they have. And I know it encouraged me. I can only imagine how it encouraged a guy that was presently going through yeah. the war. So that that's just, I know we'll get more specific, but that's just an overarching blanket statement of kind of the heartbeat behind the True Church Conference. It's not a conference for a conference sake. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to be a big conference. We're not trying to draw lots of people, per se. We are trying to one-fold. We are trying to plant biblically healthy churches with biblical, thoroughly biblical pastor teachers all over this world. Mm-hmm. That's all we're trying to do. Yeah. So whoever fits into that is welcome, and whoever doesn't, we love them, and we thank God for them. But um, you were just trying to do what God's called us to do. Yeah. Amen. And every year there's a there's a theological theme to uh-huh. each and every conference. Um, but again, that theme is always brought down to the local church. Yes. How it applies. How do we run this out in the course of our local church and encourage each other? And so the the theme this year, uh, brother John, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Brother Jeff is the senior pastor at Grace Life Church Muscle Shoals, and you know Brother Jeff is a visionary. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, he is light years out in front of me and all of us. Um, he sees he sees things we don't see, uh, and years before we see them, and then we all catch up years down the road. And so that's who Jeff is, and that's what God's gifted him to be. And we thank God for his unique gifts because he is our leader. So Brother Jeff is the one that sets the theme for the True Church Conference every year. That's completely his call. Um, He pretty much uh, sets that uh, between him and the Lord, and and then he uh, brings us in on, okay, here's where we're going this year. And Brother Jeff uh, set the theme this year as the triune God. So we're obviously we're talking about the Trinity. And how he builds, Brother Jeff chose to use the Greek word ekklesia, which is the Greek word for assembly or called out the local church, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the triune God, he builds his ecclesia and glorifies his own name. So that was the theme for the whole week. Now, again, let, let me just say this as a footnote, brother. There are a lot of conferences right on the Trinity. Yep. There are men who are so much more theologically astute than we are that we couldn't loose their shoes latchet when it comes to the doctrine of the Trinity. I have to confess to you that I still struggle in not with my belief in and acceptance of the Trinity, but how how do you explain, <laughs> you know, I, I think that's the part of, of God being infinite yeah. is that we can't make him finite yeah. and fully explain. So we didn't this week go in hoping to give a well-oiled theological dissection of 
the Godhead. We, I think we accepted that we all accept the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, the God the Holy Spirit. And we purposed not to just have, again, a sterile conference, a sterile discussion of the Trinity, but rather how is the Godhead at work in building his church? What was the Father's role in building the church? What was the role of the Son in building the church? What was the role of the Holy Spirit? Hmm. And those became the preaching assignments. One One brother preached on how the Holy Father plans his church. That was Matt Fowler. Uh, Richard Caldwell, whom I have grown to love and respect. Mm -hmm. I love that brother. He uh, preached how the son secures his church. And then my session was how the Holy Spirit procures his church. So we, you know, we see that in Ephesians chapter 1. The Father chose us in Christ Jesus before the foundation of the world. The Son came and paid the bride price for the people God foreknew and elected. And then in time, the Holy Spirit draws the elect to faith in Jesus Christ, grants them repentance so that they might believe the gospel and be saved. So that's just an example there, brother, of the theme this year. It's rich doctrine, but it's local church theology. And that brother Jeff models that so wonderfully mm-hmm. in front of has my entire life, but all of us at the conference. That's just in kind of a little bit of a glimpse of what we were about this year. Yeah. Why do you think? Just kind of peeking into brother Jeff's mind, maybe, um, given the current state of our evangelical world and the purpose of the conference, you know, bringing all these pastors and church planners and missionaries from literally all over the world to Muscle Shoals, Alabama, to Grace Life Church of the Shoals, and to talk about how the triune God, how he builds his church. Right. He builds his ecclesia. Why that topic, given where we currently are and probably what a lot of those brothers needed to hear, what we needed to be reminded of? and Well, Brother Jeff could articulate it much better than me, you know, and I'm not, I'm not an official spokesperson. You know, I know he would obviously have other things to say for me that would enlarge but what you believe determines how you behave brother Mm -hmm. and you know our understanding that god builds his church drives everything we do not gimmicks not uh slick evangelistic presentations not uh you know uh, a multiplicity of things that evangelical churches are doing nowadays to try to appeal to people uh, it's 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 literally the difference, Brother Ryan, between a God-centered view of the Bible, the church, theology, elders, evangelism, missions, versus a man-centered view. Mm-hmm. Does God build his church or does man build his church? Yeah. And a lot of the guys that are in the man-centered crowd would be quick to say, oh, God builds his church. But then when you practically look at their methodologies, they believe they build the church, that they have to have, like wokeism, for example, that they have to appeal uh, to the level of where the current climate of our culture is to be relevant, Mm -hmm. to have a voice, to speak to that crowd. No, we, we have divine right given to us all authority is given to me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and preach the gospel. Because Christ has all authority, he's told us to go. We have authority to merely go and preach the gospel. We don't have to be relevant. We don't have to 
market ourselves. We don't have to brand niche ourselves into some category that makes us acceptable and palatable to our culture. Mm -hmm. Our job is to preach the word. So what you believe determines how you behave. And the thing that drives us, the thing that drives me, Brother Jeff, and I think every member of our Anchored in Truth family is we believe in the sovereignty of God. Amen. We believe that God is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing, and that he promised he would build his church. And he told us how he would do it. Preach the word. Mm. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Listen to this. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, yep. but heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. That's the modern evangelical movement. Yep. They're convinced that the gospel is not alone able to save, but Romans 1.16 says it is. So we believe that merely the means God has given us, the Word, the Spirit, preaching, the church, are sufficient for God to draw his elect and build his church. Yep. So, you know, what you believe determines how you behave. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. Here's what I would say to be more accurate. Your theology must drive your methodology. That's right. So if you would have been at the True Church Conference this past week, what you would have seen is biblically driven methodologies. They grow out of theology. Yeah. That's, that's the heartbeat. And that's what so many of those brothers, you know, I think of Max Barkowski over in Poland who's, you know, got 18 people, 18 members, you know, and visitors, some visitors each and every week attending, you know, their church services. And right. the temptation is, well, let me do all these things and get my numbers up. And yeah. you know, even listen to, you know, Jason Johns down at Lake Butler and just the revitalization work that they've had to done going from 900 members, quote unquote, on their role and saying, 700 of these people aren't even coming, don't yep. even attend here, and right. then saying, we're going to do the hard things and go from 900 to 220. But then to hear him say, you know, we had 90% of them come to small groups week in and week out. Yes. And they're there. That's the church. Yep. That, well, and I don't say this to boast or brag, and I wouldn't know this if you hadn't have told me, brother. You're over small groups and you're over the finances of our church. And you told me that 95% of our people tithe and bring their offerings to the Lord. And likewise, what are we, 90% upwards? Around 90 every week. That attend small groups. Attend small groups. That doesn't just happen overnight. That that happens through consistent preaching and consistent teaching and consistent modeling. And that's what we're trying to do at the True Church Conference. These guys, and I was when I was a younger preacher, are bombarded with a multiplicity of so-called models to do church. But the problem is they're all Mm man-centered. And what we're trying to present to people is the model that the holy apostles laid down, the church is built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. We don't have a right to come up with our, quote, model of doing church. Mm -hmm. Our job is to be driven by Scripture. Uh, the scripture to drive and model and mold and shape us into the church that Jesus has said we must be. Yeah. And as you are new listeners, as you continue to 
maybe dive into some of our podcasts, you will see that through whatever topic is, is brought out in the podcast. We're constantly going back to Scripture. Brother John is constantly pointing us back to Scripture on how we deal with church discipline, how we preach funerals, how we preach weddings, and how we do baptismal counseling and membership you know, processes and, and everything. It, what saith the Scriptures yeah. is what you are always reminding us. I didn't say this, and— you know, so nobody at the True Church Conference heard me say this, but just as an example, this is the most contemporary example I can possibly give you, and you know this. But I preached at the True Church Conference under great duress. I preached mm-hmm. at the True Church Conference under having come through great stress and duress, and not 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 focused on me per se. Mm-hmm. But the Sunday before I went to the True Church Conference, I I had to navigate and lead our church through a very painful church discipline situation because of this person we love so much, and we're praying for her and pleading for her. And I've been dealing with this for years, and nobody even knew it. That's the burden that a pastor carries. And so the only reason I bring it up is I'm trying to say that I'm modeling in a, in a way sometimes that people don't even see, mm-hmm. I'm at least trying to, that, look, this is not just a hoopla conference, but I went down there and preached the Word, having myself as a shepherd come through an unbelievably difficult time. Yeah, You know, so it's not like I can't identify with the brother that's struggling. I can pull up my shirt and show you the scars yeah. on my back, brother. And so I just believe the model of planting churches and, and helping pastors in their call to the ministry, we ought to have some scars. Mm-hmm. We, ought, we ought not be sitting in an ivory tower writing books when we've never been a practitioner in the local church. The guy I want teaching me is the guy that's done it. Yeah. I want somebody to hands-on show me, here's how I did it, here's how God corrected me, here's where I was wrong. And so we model that on a local church level, but the True Church Conference is the showcase yeah. every year of who we are and and what the scripture teaches about being a healthy local church and how to shepherd it. Amen. It's very missional and it is. Uh, we move here at Shelbyville Mills Baptist Church. We move from the True Church Conference which we're very involved in. You preach there every year. Brother Joe's down there uh, every year. I I go down. Many of our members attend and and participate and financially we we support it. Um, but we move from the True Church Conference, and we come back the next week and start on Friday night our World Impact Conference, and kind of dovetailing off of the True Church, working with them and uh, getting getting uh, some of those pastors and missionaries. But what's our World Impact Conference that we're fixing to start? Well, let me just first of all say it's extremely difficult to make that transition. You know, it's a it's a it's a load, brother, to pull these two things off. And normally, I would not recommend that. I, normally, I would say that's not the way mm-hmm. that I would recommend that you have two major events in the life of your church back to back. That would not be the wisest thing to do. But here's why we do that, brother. These brothers and sisters come from all over the world, yep. and they're here, and we've flown them in. So we try to redeem the time and make the best use of resources while they're here, using them for our tr- our World Impact Conference. Brother Derek Melton out in Pryor, Oklahoma, is using half of them for his World Impact Conference. We feel like we're being good stewards. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to say that normally I wouldn't do it that way. And, and it, like right now, I'm very tired. 
and I've got to reload and but it's it's worth that mm-hmm. because this is what we're discussing here is definitive of who we are. Th- this is you know expository preaching and teaching would be one building block of our church. Every member of small group ministry would be a second. The third is direct world missions. Yeah. Those are the three big foundational things that we believe the New Testament teaches that we're to be involved in as a biblically healthy church. So our World Impact Conference would be a micro, more local church, specifically tailored to Shelbyville Mills Baptist Church version of the True Church Conference. It's where we have missionaries in that we support financially, that we do mission trips with, we go help them. We have them in. They preach the word. They give reports. We have videos of missionaries. They give reports. It's an update to our people of what's going on on the mission field. Our people get to know missionaries. The missionaries stay in their homes. And this is the neat thing about it, and I'm not trying to be critical, but growing up, with the cooperative program, Lottie Moon, Annie Armstrong, those are great things for churches that do that. My children would not have been able to tell you the name of one missionary. They didn't know them. They didn't know their children. They did, they knew very little about them. But now every member of our church knows missionaries by name. Yeah. They know where they are. They know the names of their kids. And in many cases, they've been in their home. Yeah. They've been to visit where they serve. They've been in their church. And this is another thing about it. People will come back from Poland. People will come back from Austria. People will come back from Scotland. People will come back from the United Kingdom, or they'll come back from the Philippines. And they'll say, Brother Jono, we went over there. We were in Timoteo's church. We were in Allie McLachlan's church. We were in Brother Max's church. Uh, and their church is like ours. Mm-hmm. Um, they worship like we do. They preach the word like we do. They have the same emphasis we do, and that's because Philippians says we walk by the same rule, we mind the same thing. Yeah. They're reading the same book we read. They're following the same prescripts, the same commandments we're following, the same uh, you know, precepts and injunctions of God that we're, that we're following. And so it's just a neat thing, brother, to see. And so our World Impact Conference here models before our people direct world missions and where our church is strategically involved. And then I make an appeal to our people every year for our faith commitment offering. And faith commitment is an offering above our normal tithes and offerings. We have two budgets in our church, a a ordinary budget, what would we call it? Just general budget. General budget Mm -hmm. that pays the lights and the pastor and the pastors and all the salaries and all of the, uh, you know, children's sm- ministry, small group ministry, all of it, youth ministry, all those a different ba- things. A bus, a van, mm-hmm. uh, you know. I know you were out today servicing our bus and our van to get them ready for our missionaries coming in. I appreciate that. All of that uh, is covered by our general budget. Now, and that's and that's what a one point two two million dollar mm-hmm. budget. And by the way, we're a blue collar church. We're a very blue-collar church, and we have about, what, 360 members-ish? Around there. Right, right along in there. Yes, sir. So I don't want people to think, oh, you know, this is all these doctors and lawyers and whatever. You no. know, I mean, we, we have a few doctors, but they're just as common as we are. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, we're very much a blue-collar church. Our people just give yep. because they love the Lord Jesus. Now, in addition to that general budget, we have a world missions budget, what we call faith commitment budget. Our people commit above their tithes and their offerings an amount, whatever they feel led to give. They fill out a little card. It's not really a pledge card as much as it is just this is what I hope to give this year. And we tally up those cards, and whatever the tally of those cards is, that becomes our world missions budget for the year. And they're always pretty close. Mm -hmm. What our people commit to give, we get very close to that. Sometimes we exceed it. And so whatever that dollar amount is that they commit to give, that's the money we use to send missionaries, plant churches, do mission trips. And just for the record, the lion's share of it probably 85% plus or right along in there goes to Anchor in Truth. Yep. The lion's share of it goes directly to Anchor in Truth. Anchor in Truth is our mission's arm. And so we want to lead and be in great supporters of, of Anchor in Truth. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of that is featured in our World Impact Conference. That's kind of the to keep direct world missions before our people. Yep. And we talk about it all year long. All year long. And that's, you know, someone may ask, well, why do you do it every single year? Why do you have the world impact? And we've even talked about it in staff at different points. Uh, Do we need to have it this year? Uh, Why do we need to have it every year? Well, brother, you learn by repetition, Mm -hmm. and the important truths of God that are foundational to what a church is need to be repeated and repeated and repeated and repeated. We see the apostles doing that over and over and Mm -hmm. over again. And so I'll give you an example. This year's theme for our World Impact Conference is World Missions Through Small Groups. We could have 10 podcasts just on the statement I just made. Yeah. Because everything we do, almost everything we do flows through small groups. And that keeps us from having to have a men's ministry, Mm -hmm. a women's ministry, a men's Bible study, a women's Bible study, a community Bible study, a doctrinal emphasis over here. Okay, we'll need, we need somebody to support this. No, we do all of that through small groups. Mm-hmm. We have the organization already. Yeah. Let's just use it and be more efficient and effective with it. And what I find is, brother, you never, ever, ever arrive on this. We're constantly learning better how our small groups can help this body minister to one another. Yeah. And so, therefore, every one of our small groups in our church, without exception, have adopted what two missionaries at, at least at le- one most have two okay so every small group we have has two missionaries and that covers every anchored in truth missionary mm-hmm. and they know them they correspond with them they find out what their needs are oftentimes they bring that to the church sometimes they meet it on their own yeah without us ever without knowing. us ever even knowing it they pray for these missionaries and when we go to the True Church Conference, it's like a homecoming. Mm-hmm. Or whenever we have a World Impact Conference, it's like a homecoming because these missionaries come in. And boy, when a small group's missionary is going to be here this year, they're all excited yeah. because our missionary is going to be here, and we're going to get to spend time with our missionary. Mm-hmm. And so this year's theme is World Missions Through Small Groups, and that just grasps the essence of who we are as a church, um, that our small groups are – the fuel behind everything we do. Yeah. Yep. And we'll, we've already seen that, but we're going to continue to see it as we start our world impact because our, our small groups, they're going to house these missionaries. Yes. Uh, feed them. They're going to feed them. 
during the entire duration that they're here. They're going to love on them, um, give them some time to rest and encourage them. Um, It's always wonderful to see. And, you know, like you said, there are things that take place um, that we don't even know about. Always. Always. I'll tell you something that comes to my mind when you said that, brother. Uh, You know how much I love Conrad Mbaywe, and this year we got to meet his son, Mm -hmm. and that was just such a blessing to meet him at the True Church Conference this year. And uh, Brother Conrad is in Zambia, and um, he pastors a church there, but all of the churches in that area, literally, there's a movement there, brother, that I would almost liken to Geneva. I mean, uh, there's a movement of Reformed Baptist churches there that defies anything I've ever seen in my lifetime. These are solid churches with solid pastors. I was just blown away when I was there several years ago. I got to preach at that conference. And they've called Conrad M. Bayway the Spurgeon of Africa. I mean, this is a brother that has, he's almost like the Apostle Paul. I mean, he he's a towering figure, planting churches, theologically astute, brilliant. And he came to Shelbyville Mills, what, three years ago? Mm-hmm. Preached at our World Missions Conference. He came to my small group, which is your father-in-law. Mm-hmm. At that time, Keith Cantor uh, was my small group leader. And we were able to have Conrad in our small group that Sunday morning and let him share what was going on in his ministry. And our small group leader let him know, Conrad, we pray for you every week. And I'll never forget when Conrad went back home, he took a picture of that small group class and he posted it on his Twitter feed. And he said, right here is the fuel and the power behind everything I do. A group of men in Tennessee that nobody knows, pray for me. And brother, that right there is what makes me get up in the morning. I mean, that that so thrills my heart. I want to shout what I preached at the True Church Conference. Hallelujah. Amen. Because I understand that, and Conrad does, no man, Paul couldn't do what he did without the Philippians praying for Mm -hmm. him, without those of Thessalonica holding him up. No man is, is an independent island some self-powered man. We, we rise and fall on the prayers of God's people. Yeah. And Conrad gets that. And I think any brother that's been in the ministry any length of time at all has. The True Church Conference, you know, we do those prayer cards. Mm-hmm. Everybody prays for missionaries. We do that here. All of our small groups pray for their missionaries. Mm-hmm. And that's the fuel behind what we're doing. And so it's very encouraging mm-hmm. to see it. Amen. I had uh, Sherwin uh, Tabellan, who is in Philippines, I think, or Indonesia, Southeast Asia, okay. I yeah, think, that's Ind- right. Indonesia. That's and right. He has the longest trek of all Singapore. of our Singapore. It's Singapore, yeah. yeah. The longest trek. It's like thirty-three thousand miles, right, to get to Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Yeah, uh, it takes a day and a half uh, just air travel alone. And uh, was talking to him this weekend at the True Church Conference, and he just. Um, wanted me to come back and thank Shelbyville Mills Baptist Church for those prayer cards yes. that he received last year when he was here. He said, "Brother, when I when I when I'm having a tough day and when I'm having a tough week, I pull out those prayer cards and I just thank God for them." Yes, and that's a one-time thing. His, his small group class is constantly sending them emails and text text messages, just encouraging him, and it's it's wonderful to go 
to hear these testimonies and to know it's it's not all on the pastors. Yeah. It's it's it takes all of us to do these things. Man, you want to talk about something humbling. I think it was Brother Jeff at the True Church Conference that talked about the Moravians and how they were a, such a force behind world missions. And at one point in history, 50% of the members of the Moravian churches surrendered to missions. Mm-hmm. When I look at that, I think, Lord, have mercy. we got a long way to go, man. <laughs> I mean, but I would, you know, I love when we have a young man surrender to the ministry. Mm-hmm. I love when we have someone surrender to full-time missions, you know, and international missions. And all of that grows out. Here we go again, brother, from the local church. Yep. So that's what this is all about. Yep. The local church is the force behind all of this. Yep. And I think part of the problem is when we develop an institutionalized view of missions as opposed to a personalized view. Mm-hmm. An institutionalized takes it away from the local church. Yep. And people look to the, quote, experts to do missions for us. Yep. It's the job of the local it's the church. Bro. Job. It's our, God gave the Great Commission to the local church. Yep. Yep. No one else, not. Not, not a even, missions board. Not a missions board. Not even anchored in truth. No. The, only the local church, brother, is commissioned by God to carry this out. Yeah. Amen. And if you're listening, our, our World Impact Conference will start Friday night. Uh, services will be Friday night at 630, Saturday night at 630. And then, of course, Sunday morning we'll have small groups at 9 and our worship services at, at 1030. But if you're going to come, I encourage you to come. Um, early, we're encouraging our people to get here around 5:30 because our missionaries are going to be here, set up in our fellowship hall uh, for some light refreshments. But just that chance to fellowship and and intermingle and rekindle those relationships and and meet uh, some new faces and see familiar faces. Um, so if you're listening and you're within uh, driving distance, really come. encourage you Absolutely. to come. Uh, you'll be blessed by the preaching. We've uh, who's going to be preaching, Brother Jono? We have Joseph Mothlola. He's a lifelong. I've known Joseph almost the entire time I've been in the ministry. Joseph is in uh, South Africa, um, and he is now the pastor of Christ Baptist Church, whom we've been partnering mm-hmm. with for, I have, for over 30 years, and Shelby Mills now for 20-plus. Um, they have a seminary there called Christ Seminary, which I would put up against any seminary in the world. I mean that, brother. They teach men how to rightly divide the word of truth. They teach them exegesis, hermeneutics, expository preaching, and they send those brothers back to the bush where they came from to pastor their churches. That seminary's in that local church, by the way. That is, and that's the way it needs to be. That's what we're trying to do with the PTI. Mm -hmm. They've just been doing it for much longer than we have. But um, if I if I had a young man that wanted to go to seminary and we could get him to South Africa, that would be the best training he could get. <laughs> yep. Joseph Mothlola is the real deal. He's a godly brother and now a, a, the godly pastor of that church. And, um, you know, there's, there's something interesting, just a footnote. Um, you know, a lot of people don't understand that in the, the major cities of South Africa, Johannesburg, uh, Cape Town, uh, Palakwani, where they are, they're predominantly white Afrikaans speaking, you know, uh, areas, and so is Christ Baptist. And I th- just think it's so neat that they've called a native South African brother to be the pastor of that church, brother. That that's almost like in Acts when they chose, uh, you know, seven Greek deacons in a Hebrew context. Mm-hmm. That just blesses my heart to see that. 
So Joseph Mothlola will be preaching, and then Ali McLachlan from Scotland will be preaching. And this is a well-seasoned brother that has done it right, uh, suffered for the gospel, uh, has the scars to show it, all the things that we've discussed, brother, he's taken the stands on the right things for years. They're coming up on their 10th anniversary. And uh, just a solid, solid work of God. This brother has a beautiful family yeah. that, that just shows forth the evident uh, grace of Jesus Christ. His daughter, Elspeth, is now uh, the administrative secretary uh, to Steve McAllister of Anchored in Truth. And just a godsend mm-hmm. when God gave her to us, brother. Um, she, I, this week at the True Church Conference, I could tell she was running on fumes <laughs> because uh, it was, I think, her first True Church Conference. I may be wrong on that, but I think it was her first one. And, man, it is a load. Mm-hmm. But she handled it with grace. And so Allie's entire family's coming up. I think Elspeth is going to get to come mm-hmm. up. They have one of their daughters with them. And we just hope that it might be a little mini family reunion for them Amen. in addition to the responsibilities they have here. I'm going to try to keep that light so that they can spend some time together. So, And then we have some other missionaries that are coming as mm-hmm. well. Uh, Kevin Millard, I think, is coming. Mm-hmm. And have I missed anybody, brother? I think um, there's some others that are coming to share testimonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one pastor from Brazil that yes. we're beginning to partner with, Edison. That um, comes with Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And David Carrera. Da- and David Brown mm-hmm. will all, we'll all be uh, sharing. I'm very excited about David Carrera being our uh, Latino translator mm-hmm. for the uh, Latin America. Um, he is a local brother here that's one of my best and dearest friends and just a godly brother. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited he was brought in, formally brought into the mm-hmm. Anchored in Truth family at this True Church Conference. And um, David is a is a dear, dear brother, and I am so thankful that he's now a part of the Anchored in Amen. Truth family. Amen. God just continues to bless us like that, he, brother. He does, and open doors, uh, we, we talk about it a lot. Um, the way that the Lord's using us, uh, the responsibility we have, mm. and we do not take it lightly. Absolutely. Um, but it's a great calling. Um, it's a great responsibility, and... Uh, we're just doing our best every day, every year, to honor him and uh, partner with brothers and sisters and churches all over the world that, like you said, are seeking to live by the truth of the Scripture. Absolutely. Absolutely, brother. Amen. That's exactly right. Yep. Well, again, we, we hope to see you there at a World Impact Conference. And kind of kind of turn a little bit, one of the things um, we wanted to take this podcast, uh, again, uh, for some possibly some new listeners, is talk a little bit, Brother John, about your commentaries. Okay. Um, you've been uh, a preacher of the gospel for 35-plus years. You are an expositor, meaning you, you take a book and you start in the very first word and you preach all the way through to the very last word. Right. Um, and have done an excellent job um, over the years of compiling those sermons, uh, those manuscripts, and we've been able to turn them into some commentary. So can you talk to us a little bit about your commentaries? Forgive me for it being a Monday. For some reason, you may not be able to help me with this, brother. I cannot remember uh, Conrad and Bayway's son's name that was at the conference this year. It's Mendula. Mendula. That's Mm -hmm. right. That's right. And Mendula came up to me, and he said, uh, 
brother, I just came from the bookstore, and he said, I had no idea that you had written so many books. And I kind of laughed, and I said, well, (laughs) I really haven't, brother. I'm not a book writer. I said, those are um, commentaries of books I've preached through. And he said, but my goodness, he said, 18 commentaries. And I said, well, brother, I want to just tell you what they are. When you go get one of those and open them up, what you see is what I took the pulpit with me. I said, when you open those commentaries up, that manuscript is verbatim what I took to the pulpit with me and preached. Now, I don't have an editorial staff. I don't have, you know, uh, a machine of people. My grammar's horrible. I'm as country's dog dirt, brother. I just <laughs> I wish I'd have paid attention. And my teachers tried to tell me in high school, you know, when I was goofing off and being an idiot, and that's just what I was. You're going to need this grammar. You're going to need to learn how to diagram these sentences. And I just wanted to go squirrel hunting, you know. Mm-hmm. And boy, I wish I'd have paid more attention. So my grammar's horrible. My spelling's not very good. You know, my punctuation's awful. And um, we try to clean up as many mistakes as we can. But when you read them. You're going to find run-on sentences and <laughs> misspells. And I just figured I can be a perfectionist and never put out anything and let that be. And I think that's a kind of a subtle form of pride. Mm-hmm. Or I can just humble myself and say that I hope somebody picks them up and understands that John is a country preacher. He's not highly educated. Uh, but he loves the Lord. He is an expositor. He loves the Lord. He's trying to be verse by verse, line upon line, precept upon precept. And maybe they'll read those things and see me for who I am. I'm a practitioner in the local church. I'm just a one local pastor in one small town trying to pastor a church for the glory of God. And I just hope that when a person picks up one of those commentaries, they will see a brother who's given everything he possibly can with, with what I know and how God has gifted me to rightly divide the mm. word of truth. And so that's what they are, Brother Ryan. They're just expositional commentaries of the journeys that I've made through books of the Bible. I would hope that a brother could pick one of them up and read the text and then read my commentary and see how I got there. Uh, it's evident that Greek and Hebrew word studies are there, that I'm very intensive in you know, trying to get the languages right because I, I don't know much Hebrew and Greek, so I have to rely upon the tools that I have. And there's a lot of good tools out mm-hmm. there. Um, and that they would uh, see how you develop an expository sermon, that there might be some con- content in there that they could use. Hopefully nobody will copy them and plagiarize them word for <laughs> word. Not that I care, mm-hmm. but that's just not a lot of integrity in that. You need mm-hmm. to do your own study. Yep. You need to do your own preparation. Um, and uh, so... You know, I, I I think I have 18 of them. I've got uh, three more that are forthcoming um, that should be completed within the next few years. Uh, and we're nearing the re- end of Revelation, you know, mm-hmm. so looking forward to that one being in print as well. Yeah. So I hope they're just helps for brothers as they study the Word, mm-hmm. that it might be one commentary they pull out every now and then that they consult with that, if nothing else, maybe what I can offer is is to show them how truth applies to the local church. Mm-hmm. One brother came up to me at the conference, and he said, I like the fact that you're heavy on application. And he was from Singapore as well. And I said, well, brother, what good is the word if we don't apply it? Yeah. And so I am kind of heavy on application and applying the truth to my local church. Mm-hmm. 
So I hope guys see that when they read them. I I, I know I do when I read them. Um, and in the New Testament, you have Matthew, which is four volumes. Um, I think what eight years in the book of Matthew. Eight years, <laughs> yes, sir. Um, yep. Uh, Romans, which is two volumes. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, First Timothy, Second Timothy, and Titus. The the remaining pastoral epistle will, is one of our coming editions. Uh, um, and then in the Old Testament, Brother Jono, you've got Joshua, Ruth, Nehemiah, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and the Book of Daniel. Um, and as you said, Revelation soon, we're fixing to get to Revelation 19. So here, maybe this started next year, maybe in 2024, that commentary will maybe be Maybe that'll up. be available next True Church Conference, yep. I hope. That'd be great. Well, well, Kelsey, if you're listening, set that as a goal. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, and I know you've talked about maybe preaching through the book of Acts yep. out of the New Testament. And so maybe those are that one's coming up as well. Um, but all of these are available on Amazon. Right. Um, we've kind of made that switch to publishing them through Amazon. It's been great, um, a lot more efficient for us. It's been wonderful. Uh, Kel- Kelsey has literally worked an entire year. Mm-hmm. I asked her a year ago to have these ready, and, I mean, it's taken uh, uh, the whole year. Yeah. I mean, up to the True Church Conference, we were still working on yeah. it. And so to get those paginated and formatted and, you know, in the form Amazon wants them, was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And um, so basically, if you go on Amazon and just punch in Jonathan Sims commentaries, they'll all come up. Yep. Um, you can order them right there. I won't even know you ordered it. I have nothing to do with it. And um, if you're Amazon Prime, it's free shipping. Yep. They'll come directly to your house in the exact same form that they were at the True Church Conference. Yep. Um, we're not ready for this. Now, one of them, one, I think one of the Romans commentaries we have as an e-reader, as, as an mm-hmm. e-book. Uh, we hope, now this, that takes a lot. Of, basically, a lot each, of time. each one of those has to be redone. Redone. Yeah. Completely redone. Yeah. But uh, we hope before the rapture of the church <laughs> to maybe get those uh, in an e-form because I know a lot of guys prefer that. Yeah. So just be patient with us. That, that you know, that, that, that'll probably take, years mm-hmm. <laughs> but but as we can get to them one at a time we will put them yeah. in that form amen and i can say as a pastor you know my library is by no means just large and extensive but i've purchased commentaries uh, for several years now they are very well priced uh, it is not something that you will break the bank on brother john i know your heart is not to make money off of these things but it's to help brothers to, to be honest with you brother i almost just completely quit doing it because it's a headache mm-hmm. and there's there's no profit in it really i mm-hmm. mean uh if it wasn't for kelsey discovering amazon i'm not sure i would still be doing it because i just i don't need anything else added to my plate mm-hmm. and we were having to keep up with ordering them and publishing them up and then shipping them and brother honestly you just don't even break even doing that yeah. And when we found the way Amazon does it, and basically they take care of all, all of that, it. it's just opened up a whole new world. Mm-hmm. And so we'll still continue to carry some of them to the True Church Conference, but we don't keep an inventory of books. Mm-hmm. We don't stock books now. Yeah. We just refer people to Amazon. It's And the cool thing about it, Amazon can get it quicker to you than I can. Yeah. I mean, if you called us, we'd have to pr- get order the book, 
ship it to you, and now all that's yeah. taken care of in one place. You can order it today, and it'll usually will be at your door if you live within the United States. A couple in, of days. In a couple of days. Yeah. Wednesday or Thursday. Right. That, that's yep. We couldn't do it that fast. No It'd way. take a week or two right. to get it to you. So yep. um, those are uh, available on, on Amazon. Again, you can just uh, search in the Amazon bar there, Jonathan Sims commentaries, and even put in you know, Joshua commentary. If you'll scroll just a little bit, it'll it'll come up. So encourage you, uh, definitely if you're a pastor, but even if you're a small group leader, we're using Ecclesiastes in our small groups right now as we go through them, um, just because it, it's, again, shoe leather theology. Right. Brother John is going to meet you right where you're at um, and not be high and heady, but wants to give you practical truths to take away from all theology is local church theology yeah. what good is a commentary if it doesn't make you a better churchman yeah. amen and it's not good it's 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 just it's just philosophy yeah if it doesn't make its way down to the local church and living yeah. what good is it you know and that's our heartbeat amen Amen. Well, Brother Jono, it's, this has been a, a cool podcast just to cover True Church Conference, World Impact Conference, talk a little bit about your commentaries as we close. Anything you want uh, to say to our, our new listeners possibly in, in closing? The only thing I would say, Brother, and, you know, we have budgets, and so, uh, you know, we're not just like free-flowing up here. But last year at the True Church Conference, Shelbyville Mills, and this just shows the heart of the church, they gave – an entire set of my commentaries to every church planter and pastor and missionary that was at the True Church Conference last year. So that would have been 16 commentaries at that time. Mm -hmm. All those guys walked out of there with a complete set. But I would just say to any pastor listening, I remember when I was in a small church, I had five kids. Kayla and I were not making enough money to live. I mean, literally. I mean, we just, I don't know how we are alive today. But if there's a brother out there and you're struggling and you need one of those commentaries, if it would help you and you don't have the money to buy it, you let us know and we'll get Amen. it to you. We'll get it to you, brother. Yeah. Um, I do that all the time. Um, there was a couple of brothers, you know this brother, that at the True Church Conference this year that I knew were needed a set. And I just said, look, go. I got David Young. He's a, a staff member there. I said, take this brother to the library. Let him get every commentary. And you tell them that I said, this is on Brother John O. Mm -hmm. And uh, th that's our heartbeat. Brother, yeah. I have th my church pays me well, brother. I don't need another source of income. I, and by the way, I don't need another headache. <laughs> and so I, I don't. Something I, else for your taxes I'm that not are interested, already complicated. I'm not interested in, in selling books. That's yeah. just not who I, I I'm not a book writer. I don't have the, I'm not skilled at that. I wasn't taught to do that. Yeah. So that's not my forte. These are just kind of practical who we are works. And if it would help a brother and he needs one and he can't afford it, we'll get it to him. Yeah. Amen. Every, every single time we can. Amen. Well, again, at our uh, current listeners, uh, old listeners, we thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. And our new listeners, uh, just encourage you to go back through those episodes and just kind of scroll through those headings and uh, take a listen to something that piques your interest. And, um, again, everything we have talked about and discussed, uh, you're going to see through and through each and every episode. But we pray you'll stay with us. We know you'll be blessed by it, whether you're a pastor or even a church member. We constantly have church members who are ex 
telling us how blessed they were by the podcast. Uh, we know it would be a blessing to you. And, again, just thank you for listening today. Come to our World Impact Conference starting Friday at, at 6.30, but be here at 5.30 to get you a cup of coffee and meet a missionary and pastor. Uh, but if we don't see you this week, we'll, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Faithful Expositor. For more information on Brother Giano's ministry, go to our church website, smbconline.com, and follow him on Twitter at Giano Sims.